Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. Hey, I am your host, and I'm glad to be here. And we seem to have a rather severe echo. There we go. So much more to my taste. Um, Though I love saying things, I can't stand hearing them two or three times bounce back at me. You're listening to Waking Up in America, Vital Issues, presented by the Golden Heart Foundation. I'm Dr. Val Kirkgaard, and in 1984, I carried the Olympic torch, and today I'm actually a member of the Sixth Ring. And as any torchbearer knows, once the torch has been ignited, it's, um, it's impossible to put it down. The torch then takes you over. And today I invite you to light your torch and join the standards held forth by all bearers of this 2,000-year-old flame, Sidious Altius Fortius, swifter, higher, stronger. Our guests reflect these values and come from all fields, from internationally known nutritionist J.J. Version to Taekwondo champion Mary Louise Zeller to fight back specialist David Horowitz and to best-selling author Vincent Bugliosi. Bob Costa of the Home Shopping Network says we are doing radio which will change the world. Help us make that true by letting your friends know about us and visit our site and sign up for our newsletter. Um, gosh, after finding out about the LCD bulbs, I'm pulling those suckers off. Um, they're nasty. Um, we were giving these away to help you. <laughs> and what happens is if you break one of those bulbs, you almost like to have to call in a radiation squad to clean the house. So um, those things are disappearing, and uh, I'll get them off as soon as possible and get you something much more intriguing. So I'm, it's my bad, okay? And I'm going to go down to Topanga Lumber and also tell them not to carry the things. I had no idea what Mike was talking about. So... Sometimes we can be dyed in the wool, you know, people wanting to make a change, and sometimes we can make things worse. So um, I'm dumping the puppies. Now, let your friends know about us and visit our site and sign up for our newsletter, as I said before, because normally what comes out of Waking Up in America is pretty top-notch stuff. And um, when we make a mistake, uh, we admit it. (laughs) So... You can get information on our sponsors, and you can um, find out about our up-and-coming guests. You can see a nice little thing on David Horowitz here. One of the fun things about David will tell you later on in the show. Um, if you hear a telephone ringing, a dog barking, an angel singing, know that we call from our homes and offices all over the United States to cause this program. You have no idea how many times FedEx has shown up. It's just amazing how that all works. Today's guest is David Horowitz. I have put myself, they say we choose our reality. So, David, I'm fessing up to you that I have chosen the reality of having um, conversations with creditors because since the real estate market went upside down, so did my salary, and I took a 90% pay cut. So I've been going through a process of, um, de- I actually ran up 400000 bucks in debt on credit cards. How do you like that? Oui. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. It is terrible. But it was really easy to do. Well, but you know, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people though, are are running up on things they never realized they could. You knew that it was going on, though, right? Well, not, let me put it this way: not all the four hundred thousand in mind. Now, I should say more about David. Actually, I mean, we're talking here because um, we're actually old friends, and we've been. David's been doing Fightback.com for how many years now, David? 
Well, fightback.com, I, I did all the time that I was with um, NBC and CBS and all the other places I did, and, and this was something that I tried out uh, back in, let's see, uh, 19, 1980-something. So you've, you've been doing it that long? Yeah, well, that's what I knew about it. I knew that they were going and doing this stuff at, at, uh, at the university and working on it, and NBC said, why don't you see if you can't work something up on this? And I said, what? And they told me about this, and I looked at them like, huh? What are you talking about? When you about? say about this, let our listeners know what you're actually referring to. You're, you're a customer rights advocate, wouldn't you no. say? Oh, no, no, but that, that's something that came from my mother. That was, that was <laughs> not something that I had to learn from. But what I'm saying is what I was doing, I was doing a program on, on NBC, which was called Fight Back with David Horowitz, and we were on um, uh, 90-some-odd markets across the country. Right. And it was only a one-hour, uh, one-half-hour show that appeared once on the weekend in all these stations across the country. Right. And what we try to do is to take something that everyone could understand. When I say that, fight back. What does that mean? It doesn't mean you kick, you hit, you you blow, you or bite. <laughs> you know, what it means is that you as a person, you as a person are fighting back by learning and becoming aware of what's going on in this world and using that to be able to get out in the street or go to work or do things in your life that you understand. And those things could be everything from having, having broken cars to, uh, to buying bad fish to whatever you want to talk about it. Okay, well, let me tell you what I've been doing. You know, as I admitted to you, I was the consummate creditor, mm-hmm. well, actually debtor, um, through a variety of things. I was about, I was going to say, a quarter of a million dollars on credit cards because I have a lot of different companies and such. That's a lot of money, friend. It is. It is a lot. And I live in a, you know, I live in a house that was worth close to $2 million at the beginning of last year, mm-hmm. which is now worth about a million one. Um, so a lot of things changed. I went from, I was actually a millionaire for a couple of minutes last year before all of this started. And then as the markets turned upside down and my rentals became vacant and things of that nature, I took a huge income loss. Mm-hmm. And then late charges, over fee limits, and increases in in the um, percentages that I paid on my credit cards. I believe we call this predatory lending where you're invited to have a credit card at zero percentage and then you're told it'll go up to 7 or 9%, which it does. But if you miss a payment, it can go up from 25 to 30%. Correct. So all of a sudden, all this stuff was like ballooning. And it was, it's interesting because what I've done, David, is I, a lot of people are experiencing, not quite as dramatically as I have, but a lot of people are experiencing this mm-hmm. in various ways. And I was talking to a friend yesterday, and she said, you know, I, I won't name the particular bank that she decided to default on, but she's a person that really, really, really likes to pay her bills. And when the, this particular credit card company, like, almost doubled, no, they did double. Actually, uh, they close to tripled her interest rate because she missed a payment. And her payments went from three hundred dollars a month to over seven hundred. She couldn't. She's having trouble before. Mm-hmm. And she just said, "I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore." Well, she's now four months behind on her payments, and she's actually in a good position. If people can stand 
the idea of having their credit ruined for a while. Then there's a lot more power available because we. I, when I was thinking about it, David, I was thinking about, I almost could see like white snow and a hunter with um, having set traps. That's what it felt like, and it feels like you actually have to pull your leg off to get out of the trap because we're invited in with zero percentages. We're invited in with low interest rates, and I don't know if you know this or not, but if you have a credit card through a bank and you have money in the account, I actually brought money into my checking account so that I could handle some of this. Um, certain different aspects of Bank of America, for instance, they actually decided to go in and raid my checking account, and then they charged me balance check fees for the my checks that I had written to bounced. And it's they actually have the right to do that. I don't know if you know that or not. No, I do. I know that. So most customers don't know that. So um, one of the things that you... And another thing, I have a merchant account, David. Mm-hmm. I have a merchant... I had a merchant account with American Express and with um, Bank through Bank of America, and I found out that they had the same right to go in through the merchant account and take any money out of your account anytime they wanted to if you owe them some. And it isn't just that you're past due three or four or five months or whatever. They actually can come in and take it in one month. They can take the payment. So I really want our listeners to know that um, separate your merchant account so nobody has access to it. Use PayPal. Do something like that because people are not defaulting because they want to. No, I, I understand all this, but, you know, it's, it's interesting that you're talking about some of these accounts which people got into because they were, what they were doing is trying to uh, get rid of other problems they had in their accounts. And so what they did is they got, it, they got involved with these companies that were saying, okay, we'll give it to you for nothing. You could keep this for one year and not pay any interest. Now, there was a kick, and the kick is if you, if you charge anything in the course of having that, then what you did is you basically lifted that off you and then you started paying the interest. And a lot of people were not aware of that. But now explain to me that again because I don't quite get what you just said. All right. Make it very simple. Someone says, look, I've got, I've got debt. And my debt is, say, $10,000. We'll make $10,000 debt, okay? Now, you see an ad from a bank and the bank says, oh, you don't have to pay anything on, on that debt, we'll hold it for you for a year, and you hold this up for a year, but if you buy anything over that year from the money that you're holding, then you lose it. And it's not they lose the money, but they lose the privilege of getting this at the zero, at the zero mark for whatever they're, whatever they're, they're paying on that, on that, um, Oh, on that wow, yes, there's a double whammy there. It's a double whammy there. Now, but, what I think the easiest thing to do to let everyone understand what's going on in terms of the target points of why so many people are getting nailed. And let's just go through this because this is important. If you don't know this, you don't understand why these things are happening to you. And a lot of people don't read the back of their sheets when they get their stuff in the mail that tells you that you owe X number of dollars and if you don't pay it, it's going to jump to this, that, or the other thing because reading that that four point type, you know, it, it's like <laughs> it's, it, you can't read it. You can't it's read absolutely it. true. I even talked to the bank about it, and they said, "We know you can't read it." Of course, they do. I mean, you have to know that actually through this period of time, I've actually formed some very good friends at almost all the different banks because 
most of the people that are working for the banks, David, mm -hmm. they don't approve of this either. I know, but what we've got to do, and this sounds stupid, but it isn't stupid, it's smart. When you get something that has all this nicky poop stuff on the back of, of your sheet that you get when you get your, your bills, is to take, if you have a problem with reading that real small stuff, is to get yourself either uh, a glass that's big that you can look into, or better still, is to blow up all the stuff on the back of that sheet. Blow it up so you can read it in large type so that you know exactly what's going on and with a large type that you also not only read it, but you put it into books where you can go and look at it before you do anything. See, a lot of people do not really go for the books. They say, oh, well, you know, this is not going to happen to me, boom, boom, and it does. Now, now see, this proves what a cautious, well-organized, brilliant person you are, this whole strategy. No, you're, you're brilliant, too. But okay, you, you but know. Get, get it on from the other school. Um, I'll deal with it when it, when it comes. Um, I'm doing this, this looks good, or oh, they're raising it to 25%, whatever they're doing. I just want our listeners to know that I'm on the air with the most amazing man, David Horowitz, from Fight Back. He's been doing this kind of work and helping consumers for, um, God, over 25 years now. And uh, what we were talking about is, like, what's going on with credit. I'm going to actually tell you, David, I don't know if you know this because I doubt you've ever gotten in as much trouble as I have. So we'll be back telling you where I've gotten to and how you can negotiate with the banks because you can't negotiate until you're like three months late. Most people don't know that. So actually what we do right now is we actually acknowledge the good guys at this time in the show. And the good guys are Stardoves. Stardoves has a mailing list of one million people. That's right. One million really cool, really nice, really amazing human beings. And for a really great sums, you can get your message out to a million people, and I love this guy, Ross. So you tell him that I sent you. Uh, check out his fees. Tell him you want the Blue Moon special, even though it's probably over, and tell him Bell sent you. His telephone number is 904-460-8083. That's 904-460-8083. Um, this is a good guy and a good woman. The next person on my list here. And the good guy and the good woman actually live in San Pancho, Mexico, um, Diana and Steve. And what they do is they run Roberto's Bungalows, which are these charming little bungalows right in the middle of a billionaire's haven in a butterfly sanctuary. You should see that place in August. I'm going down there to celebrate my birthday and hang out with these incredible people. And the, it's 45 minutes north of Puerto Vallarta if you drive like I do. And it's just... I consider San Pancho magic, and if you want to ask me about it, you can actually call me at 310-455-8623, and I'll tell you about this magical spot because there's, a, there's some real estate down there available, and it's a billionaire's playground. The other thing I want you to know about is Monavi, which is a, the Monavi guys are really good guys. They're actually saving the rainforest, and they're freeze-drying the acai berry in the Amazon rainforest and then shipping it up here and it's the fastest growing company in America. This acai drink, um, for one in five people, you would call it a miracle. For the rest of people, I mean, first of all, understand that it provides your daily recipe of fruits and vegetables. Two ounces in the morning and two ounces in the evening do that. But what you also want to know about the stuff is those little berries from the Amazon do very special things for your dreams. 
and um, I love the vitality that I get from it. So 310-455-8623. Right now I'm on the air. We're discussing predatory lending with with David Horowitz. Check him out. Go to www.fightback.com. This guy's been on the air for years. David, so I'm at four to six months with a lot of creditors. All right. Well, let's, Just, let's get into something. Well, let me that, tell you what I'm doing right, first. Okay. First of all, Bank of America is going to, well, first of all, remember I told you I had 400000 in debt? Yes. Most, uh, I'm going to say 100000 of it was increased charges and increases in interest. Well, well that, that, that that's goes, tw- that they both go together. Exactly. Things. Well, what's happening is I just stopped. In, I actually <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this on the air, but there's no way for them to find this person. A person from Bank of America actually coached me on how to do this. Can you believe that? Yes. The person from Bank of America said, I really like you. I really get what you've been going through. And what I want you to do is I want you to stop picking up the telephone when we call. I want you to ignore us, and I want you to wait until you're like 40 or so days past due. Then you can start picking up the telephone if you want to. But even then you don't have to because we'll be sending you letters and we'll be making you offers by that time. And with your credit really in the toilet the way it is now, by the way, I was very proud. I always had like 740 and above and stuff like that. So I was very attached to that credit score. I am now selling with Bank of America for $0.10 on the dollar. So that big whole complaint that I told you about how they jacked it up and stuff, now I think they're being incredibly fair. And I'll be paying them um, a total of, um, oh gosh, what is it? A total of like $40,000. Wow. Okay? And the thing is, is that people need to know that's available, and what they also need to do is, there are people, I, I'm not going to tell you who they are. Google and go look for yourself. But there are people that actually will fix your credit for you. Because all this, everything that's going on, David, is based on illegalities. Did you know that? Of course I do. That's so what will I you do tell for a living. <laughs> okay, so tell them, and then if, if you leave out some, then I'll tell them some other le- illegalities. Well, I'm not going to get into the legalities because I don't deal in legalities. I deal in going after the people who use legalities because it is not it is not within the law but let me let me just get something straight here among people that they have to understand and that is the target points of what's been going on why are you getting into all of this all right and and first of all um, you know the, the housing crisis this is very important historically low interest rates provide opportunity for homeownership right you yep. buy a house. Consumers do not understand the loan product they were in. That's one of the major things. I don't understand this this loan product. You yourself fell into that. The other thing is that some people bought a house with their heart, not with their head. They weren't paying attention. See, I miss head and your I'm I miss heart and you're Mr. Head, and that's why I'm so glad we're no, on the I, air today. I'm, I'm I'm both, but I think you could be both, but. Too many risky loan products were on the market and loose underwriting standards with no income verification also was on the market and that's where people were really getting nailed. And let me go through this because if you see some of yourself in here, you will learn something the way what you're talking about as well as what happened because people don't understand. 
Now, the idea of what went wrong was that those people with poor credit had to take out a subprime loan, and that would make timely payments and build a better credit score during their two- to three-year low. In, well, actually, I, I want to say it this way. It, it, was, it was low, but it, it took them two years, basically, to get into this introductory uh, rate period. You know, they what do you mean? I don't mean, know what you mean it took. In other words, they went in, they went in, and they got, they got a subprime loan, all right? And those yes. subprime loans are loans that you pay, and you get a really low, low number on it. But this, what you pay on it without knowing it, if you have lousy credit, is they take it away from you when you can't finish paying for it, or you start paying for it and you say, I can't do it. And these are people who were people who did not have the money. So are you aware that people can, that all of those people can sue the banks and not have their property taken away from them? Do you know that? Well, I, I know certain things about that, but I want to get into, first of all, what happened, all right? Um, they could then refinance into a more affordable fixed-rate product before the arm ever reset. And that's what you're probably talking about now. Or their home would would become increased in value, which they thought was great. Or didn't you think that your house was going to improve? It did and tremendously. It went up. Um, it went up. It doubled in value. All right. So let's go. Do- let's go down on this a little bit because this is really important. Or they would get um, a raise at work to offset the increased uh, uh, set of what the amount was. In other words. Now you didn't you didn't you didn't go and well you did you went and, and try to get an, an increased rate didn't you? I'm you saying what do you mean an increased rate? rate? You couldn't afford to pay for it, so what you did is you either used money that you took from a bank, or uh, it's money that you got from some other place. Well, actually, what happened, David, was when I was 63, I decided that I was going to have to work for the rest of my life if I didn't do something, so I started investing in real estate. Well, that's very good. And I bought myself um, a house in Idaho. <clears throat> I bought myself a condo hotel in Hawaii, and I bought myself land in Mexico. Well, and you were pretty I, well off. And then I spent a lot of money restoring the house that I was in. And my house went from six hundred and sixty thousand to three years later a million seven. The evaluation on it, and I put over three hundred thousand in the house. Right. Um, so now, actually, were you I had. For that? Were you paying for that? Yeah. Uh, what what I what happened was is that I actually ran my credit cards up when my um, when the real estate market failed and I didn't think it was going to last. You know, so I started manipulating my credit cards to pay for what was on the credit cards. You're right. You're right on. You're right on tap with what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because what? But I was at a good rate. I mean, I didn't have uh, unfair rates and stuff. I did. I was part of some sneaky practices. Okay. And the sneaky practice, for instance, Chase Bank got together with Crescent Heights. And in Hawaii, what they did was they um, manipulated the cost of the condo sales. I'm going to just make it up because I don't remember exactly how it worked. But let's say that the condo sales were selling for 250000 Those are hotel rooms in Honolulu. Okay? So they had a whole lottery, and they brought people in through the lottery, and they they let us pick numbers, okay? And then we got the right to buy one of these things. And every time they'd sell like 10 or 20 of them, they'd raise the price on all of them by $5,000. And then they'd sell another batch. So there was 1000 total. 
and they finally ran the price on these in, in less than a year. They ran the price on these condos from two hundred fifty thousand to three hundred fifteen thousand. And you 000. couldn't sell it if you if you said I'm going to die first. Exactly. So what happened? Well, but here's the coup de gras here. Chase and Crescent Heights wanted to clear out of the building, okay? They'd sold a 1,000 condos and run the price up. So what they did was they there were four condos left, okay? So they decided to sell those four condos for $270,000 each. What do you think that did to all the people that had paid three fifteen and more? <laughs> so they took a 1,000 people down the tubes with them to escape place i know but you got to listen to you're falling right into what a lot of people did and what happened is that people think of the foreclosure crisis as related to subprime loans but some 2.3 percent of these prime loans were 60 days past due in february this is after like what you had bought and what was the highest in those leases up to 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 uh, to what was going on is they suddenly found out that they were losing money by left and right because now they couldn't pay for the things because they kept putting the money up and saying, oh, well, you know, we got to raise this or whatever. So the pace of foreclosures is expected to remain high now as the loans that were written in 2005 and 2006 and what's going to happen is they're going to continue to reset. So, What do you mean continue to reset? What does that mean? To what I'm going to say. More than a million subprime uh, borrowers are between in payments, and on an estimated three million of them um, could end up in foreclosure. Try four million. Well, this I'm is... I'm just a- saying, latest figures, four million. And try, they're not all subprime. No, I know that, but... But these are the numbers that I that I used as of two weeks ago. So you know, if it went up another million, I'm, <laughs> I'd be very surprised. But I'm not. over the U.S., I don't think that's hard at all. No. So and and it went uh, and and it's going over now uh, to seven years before you get out of it, and around the two hundred and the four hundred and sixty billion dollars worth. No, wait a minute. Stop a minute. You said it's going seven years before you can get out of it. You have to explain that statement. Well, it makes in other no words, sense. before you can get out of it. If if you if you have a foreclosure, you wait seven years until it gets off your books. No, 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 no. We'll come back. I'll tell you. I've, I've learned a lot, David. We're um, on the air with David Horowitz. We're talking about foreclosures and credit cards and what you can do about it. And right now, a calming influence is called for, and that calming influence is diamond alignment. Bless your heart, Jackal and Joy, for this divine transmission. live in a world that is more alive with possibility than ever before in history. Yet it is easy to get lost in the confusion and chaos of such an accelerated world. How do we stay connected and aligned with the unlimited potential that lies within us and soar in these exciting yet challenging times? Diamond Alignment, a sacred technology for the 21st century, offers high-speed connection and alignment with this divine power within, both convenient and profound. The six-minute multi-sensory diamond experience, delivered via the internet, clears your mind, relaxes your body, 
creates inner peace no matter what is going on around you. The Diamond Alignment Experience effortlessly keeps you charged with joy and equanimity and greater focus and clarity throughout your day. When you experience the expansive energy of Diamond Alignment, you activate the unlimited wealth and potential within you. Jacqueline's transmissions, well, they're not Jacqueline's, they're actually divine. Um, I actually experience something that happens in my body when I listen to this. Um, when you buy the full version, um, actually just go to the internet and check out wakingupinamerica.com and click on the link for Diamond Alignment. You'll be very glad that you did and you can get a sample of it. But when I do this, I actually like to put this in the middle of the show because I usually get pretty jacked up in the first part of the show. <laughs> um, I like something to come to resolution here. So, Jacqueline, thank you for this. The um, It affects me profoundly every time I listen to it, and it's, I'm, I'm affected again. David Horowitz, I'm just absolutely delighted to have you here on Waking Up in America with us. I have the most profound respect for you. I, you've been on our show many times, and you always... Um, you're a blessing, and I thank you for that, and I thank you for, you know, <laughs> marrying Suzanne and uh, living such a powerful life. Well, thank um, you, but you want to know something? What? This diamond alignment put me in a different place. Isn't it great? Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, I mean, I, I, was, I was sitting and thinking and thinking and thinking, and this is just in a couple of minutes. Right. And I said to myself, my God, I feel like I'm floating. And that's and, a, yeah, I love and that's it. the two-minute version, man. You should see the six-minute version where they they give you like this. Uh, you sit in front of your computer and you get like this flash of energy in, and they say that it's clearing your field. And it's just like I'll, I just sit there transfixed. It's pretty good. It's, you know, I, I don't, I've never used this before, but I want to tell you something. And, and I'm not, I'm, uh, I, you know, I don't even know who manufactures it. But I'm sitting here and I'm going, oh, wow. Wow, this feels good. So, you know, so that was also, we're both in the same same place now. Okay, okay. I'm here. I'm here. Listen, I got, I got to tell you, I've been doing research. Okay, so I got in trouble last year about February is when the trouble started of last year. Yeah, but let year. me just finish this, and then we'll, we'll get into it, because I want you, I'm not doing this to, to just say, oh, what did you do that's wrong? What I'm doing... No, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing that's working, okay? okay? Because I'm now a warrior at this point. This. Now, listen to the rest of this, which is very short, and it'll tell you things that you say, oh, that's what happened to me. This is what happened to me. And this is not information that anybody can get if they read it, because all you have to do is read it and go through some paper. And that is, unfortunately, what we were talking about, Fortunately, for, for those people, having taken the rest of this 80% uh, fell into the red danger zone, indicating that they are seriously at risk of losing their home, they, th- this is really the interesting part of it. Uh, when should they basically walk away from their homes versus trying to save it? You know Never. what I'm talking about? Huh? Never. All right, but listen carefully because I'm, I'm playing your side of it too. And that is, 
when they they when, when the long term substantiation is impossible, and they say, "I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it." So, getting into the house of your dreams is only the start. What what you need to do is to be able to stay there, right? That's yeah. what you would like to do. So, putting a band aid on the problem month after month could. That's what I did. I know, but it could that's be, why I got in trouble. Okay, was because I kept trying place. to pay it. We're talking on the same place. So yeah, well, we're not quite because I've been a little bit further down this path than you would ever well, hope to go. You knew more. No, I didn't know more. I just was terrified. I would keep talking to people and talking to people and talking to people. I hung out with real estate people. They'd refer me to somebody. I'd talk to them. I'd get all this different information. I found a man in Utah that showed me how to file on the bank that gave me the loan, okay? No, but see, let, let, let me finish this because you got you in order to, to people to understand that, you've got to understand what what is there for them to think about when they don't know about this, okay? So let me just finish this. This is very, there's like only a, uh, a few things in my brain that I can handle <laughs> with this, all right? So what happens is they want to stay at their house. They don't want to have the problem. So what they do is they put a Band-Aid on the problem month after month. You bet. All right? Then they could leave you with no savings, no retirement, right. no house. Yeah, so and, you, so and you use your credit cards to try to pay the house payment. That's right, but let me get down to my thing, because we're both basically in, in, in almost the same place, all right? So what they, they need to do is to face the facts if this is what your case is, and to go and start digging into things that you know about that you never knew about before, which is what you were doing. You have to face the facts in the case that you're involved in. And if you drain your retirement funds, you're placing yourself entirely in the future that you're in with one word, jeopardy. Yep. And But now to end it. Now, I want to tell you also, with what you were, you were facing, there are, there's a place that we have checked out. We have checked this place out very well. And they're also a place, these are places that do not charge you to help you. And you might say, oh, what are they? how do they get their money? How do they get their money? Well, they do not charge you for it. You can call them, and they will give you advice. And you can either follow the advice or not follow the advice. But it's not one of these outfits where they, they, they absolutely burden you by saying, oh, God, this is going to cost you $10,000 to get through. It doesn't work that way with these people. And and we have we have thoroughly uh, you know really checked them out and in fact on our on our on our radio show that we do, do you want to name them? Well, I can tell you the name of the company. Yeah, why don't you if name you them want. and give a contact for our listeners? The, the, it's the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, and it's a nonprofit credit counseling organization, and they're in Silver Springs, Maryland, and they are big, 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 and very honest. And it was. Um, it has, I think, about 100-plus community-based um, member agencies with about 900 offices in all 50 states, as well as Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. It's, it's member agencies deliver services to more than 2 million consumers each year. They're and great, actually, David. They're really great. And yeah. one of the things they do is they help you with a budget. That's right. And, in fact... The process that you go through with these guys is great because, you know, you talked about facing reality. Mm -hmm. They will tell you exactly what your ratio is. <laughs> no, they will. 
They will tell you. But to uh, see what I did, what I did is, and we did this, we did this just last week on our radio show. What I did is I dug into them to find out whether they were really doing the things that they're supposed to do, and they came out a hundred percent. When you say doing things that they were supposed to do, that's a statement that has no teeth to it. What are you thinking that they're supposed to be doing that they're doing? Well, I'm t- what I'm telling you is that they are they are taking people, they are taking people, they are working with them, they are showing them what they did wrong. They have gone to to the banks. Um, they also they also go to places that deliver certain <laughs> services that these people need to know about in terms of getting out of this. Um, and it's it's also a, a very large provider of of, of HUD housing. Related services, which is also very good for people who don't know how to use it. Okay, so tell them what HUD housing is. Well, HUD housing is 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 housing that was brought from the federal government. The federal government has HUD housing, and they can lose just as much buying a HUD house because they get those houses at a lower rate, which also can come up, and they decide, well, we're going to buy a HUD house, and now what we're going to do is we're going to get a bigger house, or we're going to buy into something we really can't afford, and that just sort of screws them up with the federal government, too. So they have to find um, some related services that are going to help them with these federal services that they have. Because the federal government is not going to give you a, a kiss on the cheek, either. You've got to pay to stay there. You've got to pay to stay there. That's Actually, you don't. You don't, <laughs> maybe after a while, okay? David, it's, it's, it's my turn, okay? No, but wait a second. I do, what I don't want to do is I don't want you to think that I'm fighting with you over something. <laughs> what you're telling me is your experience. And I think this is very, it's very important that people listen to what you're saying because what you're saying is really very interesting one, and it is things that people are going through. And, and so it is, is something where you actually have power. It's like this whole process is powerless until the point where you decide. I'm, I thank Dr. Pope. I give you this on the air. Last November, he said to me, what are you most attached to? Which is when I was running around, borrowing money, getting myself into big shit trouble, $65,000 personal loan to take care of my properties that were all upside down. And I said, my credit score. And he said, give up your credit score and see what happens. I gave up my credit. And he says, by the way, somebody will come to you or you will find a way to get your credit score repaired within a month, I promise. This is a stranger I had never met before at a seminar that I went to. Now, what is this guy taking from you? He took nothing from me. Why did he give you the information? Because I I told him that my back was out, and when I'm in financial stress, I have horrible backaches. I told him that my back was out and that I would appreciate an adjustment. And he started talking to me about how I was going through core changes and then he started asking me questions and um, why I was so tense, and I told him about the financial situation, and then he would muscle test me, and he would do all of this stuff as I, as he spoke different things to me. And then he said, um, you know, then he asked me the question, what was I most attached to in my world? And I said, protecting my credit score. Wow, what is it? You really, really feel that way? Oh, yeah, I did at the time. I, I got myself... That all that money in debt, I borrowed another sixty five thousand to um, from a friend, mortgaged some more property so that I could keep up with these payments because I'd been a millionaire the year before and I had a millionaire's payments. Okay, my only regret is I didn't stop sooner. 
Yeah, but you see, you are typical of so many. Exactly, exactly. But I'm not typical anymore, David. Well, that's what you're telling me, but what I'm saying is you fell in. Coming into this, you oh, fell coming into, and going. You fell into coming and going, I and what's everything. happening now is people are just pulling their hair out because they don't know where to go. They and I'm can't tell- sell I'm their tell- houses. And I'll give you an example because this is a very cogent example. It's a couple that came from the Middle East, okay? They have, in Los Angeles, they bought two houses when the houses were, were going out the door uh, you know, people couldn't buy them fast enough, you know? Yep. So what they did is they bought two houses. Sure, I know. Figured what they'll do is they'll take one of the houses and rent it. Right? Yes. So they took one house and they rented it. They rented the house for about $2,000 a month, okay? Great for some guy who came in there. They loved him and all that. And then they had their own house, and they found themselves, even though they were working, they found themselves slowly but surely inching, inching their way into debt. The husband and the wife, the wife's a nurse, the husband owns a small business, and so what they had to do is they had to sell things off, which were things that they owned. Next was coming up the house. Yeah, I sold my jewelry and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, well, that was the same thing. But what they did also is they had money in the bank. So in other words, when they were paying this off, they thought, we're going to lose all our money. Well, they had the guy next door who was giving them over 2000 bucks a month, and they were paying the monthly premiums that had to be paid on the house, and they figured out if they continued doing this, they were scared to death, if we continue doing this, in maybe 15 to 18 months, they'd be bankrupt. Yeah. But they have 15 months, and they didn't know what to do with the 15 months. Where, where do we go? Do we get out of our house and rent it to somebody else? Do we sell the house? We can't now. We've, the house isn't worth anything for us the way we bought it. It was a house that they bought for $700,000 that was now worth 4400 Right, exactly, so upside down. Yeah, but you know what they said? They said, we're going to try to go through this. We're going to continue to, uh, to take our house and rent it, and she was, they were lucky about this. And they were very, very, at first they were very uh, afraid to do anything. Well, I'll tell you something. After sending them to places around, like you're talking about, uh, but not they're not in the dummy yet. They're not going to fall down the sewer. They are now saving themselves by being really careful of what they buy, how they buy it, and to taking that money that they had left and using it to things that will actually give them more money back so they could at least keep some of what they have. Why don't but, you give the listening audience an idea of some of the things they use their money on so they can apply it to themselves? You mean for what they use their money on? Yeah. All right. One, they sold one of their cars. All right? They had two cars, and they sold one car. So the wife and the husband sort of took time to pay the car, you know, for the car. Uh, one of them would go to work, leave the car there. One of them would take the bus, come back with the husband after, why, after work, and come back in the car. Um, in terms of buying things... They decided that they weren't going to go to these 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 beautiful uh, places like uh, uh, you know the, the the stores where you get all the wonderful food and stuff like that. What they are doing is they buy food for a week, or they will take things that are not as expensive as what they had before, and they will eat at home every night. They do not go out very often to shows or to movies or things like that. But they, they sit and they watch their television, maybe. They'll read a book. What they're doing is they're cutting back. 
and they use their car very, very infrequently. And David, I, I want to thank you for what you're saying right now. We're on the air with David Horowitz of Fight Back. This is Dr. Val Kirkgaard. Um, I'm going to tell you about a couple of things, and then we'll be right back. Um, put me to sleep. Put me to sleep. Put you to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I put you to sleep. Visit our website and check out our videos. That, those are some incredible Well, I will do cool it because things. I really like that. Yeah, I'm telling you, on our website, we've got a, we've got a video of a 12-year-old lecturing grown-ups about what's happening on the planet. We've got Michael J. Fox after he was attacked for faking Parkinson's disease. It was amazing. I think it was Rush Limbaugh. I don't know. There's just interesting videos come across my desk. Some of them have to do with using water to burn holes and things. They're I didn't short- even realize that, that that was absolutely true. What? With with him that he 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 wasn't telling the truth. No, he was. It was some, Rush Limbaugh was was I think it was Rush Limbaugh. I don't want to give a bad idea. He was he was actually um, saying that that Michael J. Fox had um, faked Parkinson's. No, what no, a, no, what no. An, oh, geez, the I guy is—it's it, just baloney. It's like half of the baloney that goes out on the airwaves. Anyway, you'll find a lot of videos that you'll like. We ask you to actually subscribe. Go to our website. I promised you I'd take off the LCD bulbs this week. Um, find something interesting. Subscribe. Um, check us out. Look at David's picture if you go to the website. Oh, you'll see his picture right in the middle of the page. It's like so good. And we almost had a picture of him from um, almost say the early '80s. I was tempted to put that up for you. Well, you're yeah. very sweet. I know. Well, it's so cute. <laughs> Could I tell people where they can find us? Absolutely. All right. Well, first of all, first of all, we have a radio program that's on every Saturday, and it's seen around the world. And it also... Your radio program is seen around the world? Try that one again. Well, it's streaming. <laughs> oh, streaming it's... and, so it's... and podcast. It's heard around the world. It's heard around the world, but when I say seen around the world, they know where they can find it. It's, it's on... <laughs> Listen carefully now. It's on KGIL in Los Angeles, and uh, it's on Saturdays from 12 to 2 p.m., and you can get them. uh, You can tune in on 1260 a.m. and 540 a.m. in Los Angeles, um, and you can stream with it. They stream with it, and you get podcasts, and if you go to www.1260.am, you can see it. And you can call your friends in England. And you can tell them that, like, it's eight hours later over there. But it's really fun when you find out streaming. Yeah. Because do they replay your show at midnight or something like that? Sometimes they do that for the time differences. They, 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 they play it and leave it for people to see. Oh, there you go. So it's, they can actually go to the website and right. listen at any time. They can do that now. Okay, that, so that's, that's perfect. That's one of the things. That's one of the things that we do. We also, <clears throat> we also do a lot of, of, of other types of things in terms of television, radio, and all that. But one of the other things we do that has been really terrific for us is that um, I, for the last six years, I've been doing a full page for Costco. Now, I don't work for Costco. This is something that I do to let people know that Costco is behind this, and that is um, it's called Ask David. And what it is is a full page, and it's on every month. Unfortunately, it's on for mostly the people who are the $100 a year uh, people. They don't do it for the others? Well, they do, but this is a, this is a magazine. Yeah, the no, magazine, I get it. I love it. The magazine, the magazine has, um, um, it has, let's see, what is the latest one? Um, 6.7 million people that read it every month, which is nice. Yeah. So we have a, a nice audience, and, and people come to something that is called Ask David. Ask David 
is something where people have a problem and they need help on the problem. And so what I will do is I will offer them that help. Now, I used to do this by writing, but what I decided was I'm not going to do that anymore. What I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to the people who want the help. We don't do medical stuff and we do not do legal stuff. We do things that most people, like if, if someone was having a problem paying their bills or stuff like that, I will personally talk to them. Really? Yes. And, and you know, the... the That's incredibly I, kind of you. Well, not only that, but I, I also like to know what people are thinking, uh, how people react to the, the information that we give them, and, and things like that. And so it's something that I really enjoy doing. The thing is that I spend an enormous amount of nights and days doing this because, thank, thank goodness, people do listen to it, but they also tell their friends about it and all that. It's called Ask David, and that's, that's on the perfect, David. Connection. Perfect, and I, we've got a few minutes left in the show, and I want to make sure that I don't cheat any of the listeners because, as I said, David, I've known David for years, and he's an incredibly responsible person. I used to think that nothing like what's happened to me would happen to me. But when I receive a bill in the mail that says that I need to pay $39,000 cash right now mm -hmm. or my house is going to be auctioned, that's the bill I got, like, last month. Oh, God, that must okay. be awful. Okay, so my house was supposed to be auctioned three weeks ago, just FYI, mm -hmm. on my home in Topanga. Um, I found a way to stop that, and the way that I stopped that was I actually sued the bank that was going to... Um, for sell my house at auction because... Which bank was that? IndyMac Bank. Ooh. Okay, IndyMac Bank and all of the banks, by the way, do not have the right to foreclose on you because what happens is after 1999, it was, Clinton signed a bill that revoked a bill that had been enact, enacted since 1933 and basically by revoking that bill, it gave the banks the right to do anything they bloody well felt like. And what they bloody well felt like was running through a lot of subprime and other loans, bundling them, and then sending them, selling them to another company. Okay? So you'd get your loan with IndyMac Bank, but you don't really have a loan with IndyMac Bank. The IndyMac Bank is the servicer of your loan. Yeah, I know about that. So what happens is it's illegal what they are doing. First of all, the wrong person is foreclosing on you. The, the, the servicing company has no right to foreclose on you. Courts in Ohio are already throwing these cases out, and people are keeping their homes. Um, I'm going to be in my home for at least another year until it's decided in court. And whatever happens is whatever happens. I'm living in an absolutely incredible place. It turns out all the credit cards are based on the same thing, David. It also has to do with the credit scores themselves. Ooh. The credit company, the credit card scoring companies have no right to put your, your information into a file because they don't have the original paperwork. You have to, for them to report your credit, they have to have the original paperwork on all the transactions that you had with the different companies. Mm -hmm. Even the companies themselves do not have that information. So all of a sudden, if you give up on your credit score and you start to look around, you will find places that are, I actually am not litigious. I mean, if I've avoided it like the plague. But when it had to do with my house being sold three weeks ago on a Wednesday, I decided to step into the slot. So I went down to the Los Angeles Superior Courthouse and I filed against IndyMac Bank. Since then, Quality Loan was who was supposed to sell my house about on the 28th or something like that of May. 
since then, so I filed. I had a certain procedure that I had to go through. I filed the I filed the suit down in Los Angeles, and then I had to give copies of it to IndyMac Bank and Quality Loan, which I did. They have since responded, saying that whatever whatever the court decides is what it will be. I have sued them for a million dollars punitive damages for what they have put me through. Now I'm that's sitting. Gonna be, that's hmm? going to be tough. No, it's not going to be tough at all. They're being thrown out of court all the time now. On them and you. <laughs> <laughs> it's already been tough on me, okay? All right. I've already been through the tough on me part. We are now into the part where I know that I can do something. Uh, average person doesn't have 100,000 listeners like I do, but out of that 100,000 people, I know there are people out there right now who go, I didn't know we could do that. With everything we've been talking about, David, I didn't know we could do that. But that's Everything legal. that's being that's done is illegal. Legal. Pardon? It's legal. What is legal? What you're talking about. Exactly, it's legal. Not only is it legal, the people right. are winning their suits. That's even better. I know. That's what I'm telling you. Now I find out that it's true on credit cards as well, and I'm not quite sure how to go about that. But they do not have the right to do all this stuff unless they have your original signature, and they don't have it because they lost it somewhere because they didn't care and they weren't taking care of things. So your loans and your credit card stuff, they've been shifted around so many times if a collector calls you. Ask them if they have your original signature. Hang up on them if they don't. I'm not averse to doing that. Did you know what? <laughs> I do more of that than anything. I mean, can you believe how powerful this is? It's like from going around, being dragged around, being harassed. I'm going to tell you something. If your credit card, if your credit card payments have been doubled from mine were doubled from 14% to 31% on one of the cards. Wow. Don't pay them. Don't pay them. You wait three months. And they'll get, they will not negotiate with you. They'll put you in a, what do you call it? They'll put you in some kind of a program to help you at low interest rate, like 3 or 4 or 5%. <clears throat> but you're still going to be stuck with all the charges they tacked on. Yeah. That's... So what you don't want to pay them because you don't want to pay all that crap. Mm-hmm. They made up all that stuff, okay? So you don't pay them. And I would suggest you don't pay them for like six months. Then they'll negotiate because, yeah, your credit record is going to go down, but you're confidence is going to go through the roof because I'm telling you, your credit record is just as repairable. How long is it going to take you to get to court? Could take three, six months, a year. And you have a lawyer? I'm pro per and I'm being advised by an attorney. Oh, that's good. I hired somebody for $1,500. Well, I am very (laughs) proud of you, my darling. Really proud of you because you always seem to come up with something that is there that you find and other people don't look for. Let me tell you a little secret, David. I realized, you know, I hated the idea that I had chosen this in this lifetime to put myself through this. I declared myself temporarily insane to have accepted this assignment. But the reality of the situation is right now I'm in the process of putting together a book on this. Um, I'm told it will be a national bestseller that people will really connect with it because I've actually gone, I've actually done and gone through everything. I interviewed people all over the place to find the best deal. I found a guy in Texas who can protect your house for $700 a month for at least 19 months. I found a woman in Utah who actually makes up a new company and goes in and negotiates with a bank like they're another bank. So they won't do it with you. They won't negotiate the loan with you. Mm. But you can actually find her name's Jeannie. You can actually go to talk to Jeannie. 
and Cheney will create herself as a new company, go and negotiate um, on your foreclosure, and probably be able to settle your loan for 30 to 50%. Does Jeannie come out of a bottle? Oh, my God. It's That's time right. to go, David. Okay. Really, honestly, we, I just love having you around. This program has been brought to you by the Golden Hearts Foundation in association with Kirkguard Media. Our radio partners, KoningCompany.com, Mona V, Max GXL, Dr. James Murphy, and Memoriam. Nathan Jett, we love you. Rich Kepler, you go for it. And Jeff Spinard and the team at Voice America. Today it was Jeff. And to Bent Migan for our theme music, Almost Ordinary People. Next week, invite a friend to lesson. Write, it, write us at val at wakingupinamerica.com. And remember, Sidious, Altius, Fortius, and just love the socks off of David Horowitz because he's amazingly special. Take care. All of your crazy schemes, love and dreams, and the time you spoke them. Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time on voiceamerica.com and Valerie welcomes all emails at heavenincorporated.com.